Oh, why did it switch? Come on, stupid. Okay. Uh, Brandon, today I would like to introduce a new segment, story time here at the fucking Do It podcast. I have with me my copy of Brandon spots his oh, sign. Oh shit! You bought it. I told you I bought Hell it. Hell yeah! When we when we clicked on the links and stuff. Yeah, you um, you did you dug into it. Yeah, I I haven't read it yet. I thought I would read it here on the podcast first time for you for me. It's very short, so I don't think uh, it'll take that long. Okay. I, I apologize ahead of time if I fuck up the names for the but- podcast listeners. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one if you're not watching the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll we'll just go straight through it. I'll read it like I read stories to Hazel at night every night. Um, this is Brandon Spots's sign. Hey, that's my name. By Shaletta Brundage and Lily Coyle. Pictures by Darcy Bell Myers. Do-do-do-do. Nice. And I really like the illustrations. I'm the second Brundage baby Brandon. I love taking trips in our RV. I love warm weather. I love my family, but I don't always love trying new things. I have autism and sometimes new things can be scary. There's Brandon on the RV waving. He's got glasses, love his glasses. My dad is a good swimmer. He does not have autism. What if I can't swim? What if the water's too cold? What if it goes up? my nose but then i spot a sign there's a (laughs) sign on a on a blank rv that says let's go brandon (laughs) (laughs) and off i go is that is that all tens on the uh scores all tens on the scoreboard we have nice nice we have an illustration of brandon jumping off the high dive nice My sister, Cameron, reads all the time. She has autism like me, but she does not stutter like I do sometimes. What if I stutter? What if I say the words wrong? What if people laugh at me? But then I read a sign. And we have an old white lady with a let's go Brandon sign on a fucking golf cart. (laughs) And I go on. We have Brandon in his garb, full reading, on uh, Renfair thespian, reading um, Shakespeare, reading Shakespeare. Yes, yeah. nice. just going for it. Romeo's nice. and the Juliets. Everybody wants my big brother Andrew on their team because he's a great soccer player. He doesn't have autism like I do. What if those kids don't like me? What if they won't pass the ball to me? What if the ball hits me? Then I find a sign. And the the sign this time comes courtesy of a t-shirt on a local white kid running past. (laughs) I'm sensing a theme with these signs. It's the name Brandon. (laughs) And I go out. And just like Pele, Brandon sinks a goal. Goal! Full on $6 million man that shit, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Through the legs. My mom is a great dancer. She does not have autism. What if somebody bumps me? What if the music gets too loud? What if I trip? But then I see a sign. (laughs) She's wearing like a 
Is it a vest? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a let's go Brandon vest. Some some lady is doing her her uh, uh <laughs> her boot scooting boogiest. Her, her boot scooting boogie. <laughs> and I go along, and here is Brandon. Okay. We uh we won't mention that we won't go. There. Yeah. But yes, Brandon's Brandon's doing doing the damn thing. Right on. Okay. <laughs> My brother Daniel also has autism. He loves cars. He wants me to ride with him. What if it goes too fast? What if it makes me dizzy? What if the seatbelt doesn't work? There's my sign. Mm. And we got this time it's on a trucker hat. Because of course it is. Of course it is. God, that guy looks way too much like me. (laughs) And off I go. There goes Brandon in his car. Yeah. Nice. Can you tell what kind of car that is, Brandon? Uh, a not a real car car. Oh, <laughs> I, I wondered if it was like based. Nah, on- it looks like it's hobbled together from a couple different things, but honestly, it's probably a smart move with the children's book. They don't want any sort of litigious silliness happening. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Um, and then, uh, we have 10 good ways, uh, to encourage people who have autism. Number one, ask me if I want to join in. I like to be invited. I might say no, thanks. And that's okay. Number two, tell me what to expect. Sometimes I worry when I don't know what will happen next. Number three, show me pictures. Seeing what to expect helps me a lot too. Four, go first. After I see you do it, I'll understand what will happen. I might take a turn next. Number five, tell me it's okay to watch. I can join in when I'm comfortable. It's easier for me to do that when nobody is pressuring me. Six, remind me that being brave means doing something even when afraid. It's okay to be afraid. Number seven, Tell me you are my friend, whether I join in or not. You like me for who I am. This makes me feel good and powerful. Number eight, give me a choice. Having a choice helps me feel more in control. Nine, ask me how you can help. I might need something to make me feel safe, like headphones or a life jacket. And number 10, just be my friend. I grow and learn new things every day, even if I'm not ready to do something today. I might be ready tomorrow by Kimberly Carlson. So that's that's your book, Brandon. That is a delightful story of overcoming adversity in a very simple process. And also that guideline, that 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 10 things, that feels like a really great way to introduce kids to being, I don't know if they were comfortable, but like introducing kids who do not have autism and helping them understand how kids with autism process mm-hmm. and kind of, you know erasing a lot of the stigma that may come with it because kids are awful (laughs) most of the time unintentionally so but they're they're awful yeah and a bit of very clear and and clean understanding can really go a long way yeah i've i fucking love this book uh i'm reading it to hazel as soon as they get back from vacation nice uh this this is awesome (laughs) um i encourage everyone to get it just to Cause it deserves it, but also like, I don't know. It's, it's a dumb phrase that needs to be reclaimed. <laughs> it, it is a dumb phrase. I, I'm curious how you're going to go about explaining the, <laughs> the flags and everything to your daughter. Yeah. Well, we don't, fortunately we don't see them a lot in our area, but I, right, just I imagine I get her that. being like, Hey, that's Brandon's sign. <laughs> right, right. But like that, that's kind of thing is like, why are there flags everywhere? But I guess, kids don't necessarily need that sort of prompting. So that's a, that's a wink and a nod to everybody else. But yeah, (laughs) 
Um, well, uh, what, what did you, um, what did you think of your story, Brandon? Are you, are you, are you, do you feel more encouraged now? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel encouraged that we can take awful things and turn them into positive messages, provided we ignore all of the bullshit context <laughs> that anyone else puts out there. Yes. If yeah. we take the core of the message and just ignore that's everybody the, else's bullshit. That's right. Let's what go. What about <laughs> shut up? Shut up. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Uh, we'll start the show. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Chalmers, tell the people what's happening. <laughs> Kids, it's time to settle in and have yourself a little chit chat. Because uh, if you are a Gen Xer, the idea of a guy who looks like me starting a very difficult conversation by popping a beer is going to feel like home. Hang on a second. <laughs> uh, that is good. Now. <sighs> Sit down, shut up. Uh, don't take a knee. Your helmet's not a chair. Spin that thing around. I want you to look like AC Slater from Saved by the Bell. All right, Preppy, let's do this thing. <laughs> Welcome one and all to the fucking Duocast, part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. Now, when I say Hard Knock Media, I mean N-O-C as in nerds of color. And that means that you, if you happen to be entitled, uh bearded uh mostly male happen to look maybe a bit like me now's the time for listening <laughs> now's the time for sitting the fuck down and shutting the fuck up just go just nestle right down into that way too expensive office chair that you managed to get the company to pay for and mm. listen to you boys because i'm somehow managed to get grandfathered in but Please understand, I know I am on incredibly thin ice at all times. <laughs> now, what you can find on this podcast network are other people who don't look like me, who have perspectives about things all over the world that you should absolutely fucking listen to. Guys like Jamie Noguchi, guys like Keith Chow, about toys and all sorts of uh, pop culture shit, music and, and movie reviews. And we do a ton of interviews. The YouTube channel is fucking lit with all sorts of rad things. Yo, it's popping off. Absolutely. The Facebook feed that we have for this has everything. The Instagram feed gives you a ton of links. If you were looking for an update on an upcoming movie, any sort of entertainment stuff, anything really pop culture, we got what you need. And then we have in-depth interviews with the stars, with the writers, with the producers, with anyone who we can manage to get our hands on, we start picking their brain and start getting their perspective so you can understand and feel confident that the things that you think you might want to watch, you actually want to watch. Because the fucking entertainment industry is a goddamn minefield of dickhead jokes and people trying to, you know, why are you so sensitive? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have had an ass load this week. And it's only Tuesday of who are you so sensitive? Oh, Jesus Christ. So, kids, please understand that this is going to be a place where 
we're not going to be douchebags. We're not going to be dickheads about things. We're going to treat people as equals. And if you don't like that, find the fucking door. And if you don't like that and you still can't seem to find the fucking door, we'll find it for you. All right. <laughs> now, Jamie, strap in. Let's fucking do this thing. How the fuck are you? I'm fucking good. Yeah, I'm a little saucy today. I don't know if you noticed, but fucking two it cast finding doors for your ass since 1993. I, I, dude, if I've learned anything, it is high time to just stop tolerating anybody else's bullshit and just start asking questions. Like, I won't get into the specifics of this, but I heard someone do something that they really shouldn't have done. And I looked at them and instead of Thinking, sorry, I didn't even look when I gave the first response. I just said out loud in a room full of people, don't do that. <laughs> there was a long pause. Said They said, don't do what? I said, don't do that. They said, what? I said, the thing that you wouldn't do if they were standing in front of you. Oh, oh boy. They mumbled something. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What was that? They said nothing. And I said, okay. Ah. That's how we're going to handle shit from here on in. That's the definition of being kind. Wow. Wow. So (laughs) I'm done dealing with your uncles. I'm done dealing with with your fucking weird friends you've been tolerating since college who've really kind of gotten fucking out of hand. Time to cut them bitches loose. They make you look bad. They really do. Just Fucking I, cut bait. They got yeah, to go. I, I they got to go. I, I kind of, I kind of did that recently. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's, they, they got, they got to go. If, if, if you feel icky about it, like if you see, you go, uh, stop justifying the behavior. If you don't want to get into it with them, because it doesn't feel like it's worth it. Trust that instinct cut bait and go. Yeah. If they're interested in you, they'll have the conversation. Otherwise, they know what they did. They're good. Because if they ain't chasing you at that point, fuck it. Let them go. Yeah. I know that's kind of childish. You're going, uh, making it the other person's responsibility to go chase. But like friendships go both ways. And somebody's got to decide whether or not it's worth it. And if you decide it's not and they go chasing and they want to have the conversation, fine. But <laughs> don't force yourself into these situations with these people. You shouldn't have to unless you're being paid. Then and you then kind of, yeah. deal with them in a not so diplomatic manner, but don't get you sh- yourself canned. Just go and find another job if your employer isn't tolerant of their bullshit. Yeah. They're never going to change. You're never going to change them. Seriously, trust me on this. Also, stay the fuck off Twitter about that shit. <laughs> Putting things on blast lives forever on the internet. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah. You, yeah, that's 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 a good point. Like I'm on Twitter all the time, but like it's very rarely my own personal shit like i um it's mostly posting about politics which is also personal but like you know if if i have a beef with somebody right like i don't put that on blast right like i don't subtweet that out to like you know it's not worth it it. please understand that if you see something on the internet that you don't like and you at someone you are in a public fight that will last forever because the internet doesn't go away. If you subtweet and anyone actually gives a shit, the person who you're subtweeting about will find out and it will last forever. (laughs) So make your life choice. (laughs) Yeah. Cowboy up and pick a fight (laughs) or let it go. Yeah. Delete your Twitter account. (laughs) Fucking leave. (laughs) 
Oh man. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. uh, well, uh, well, Brandon, uh, besides showing motherfuckers the door, what have you been geeking on? Tell me, tell <laughs> me. <laughs> Fucking new season of Peaky Blinders. We're only like, I don't know, a third of the way through it or something oh, like boy. that. Oh boy. But I am excited. Um, Arthur just got his, uh, his group Arthur. of teenagers with attitude. Yes. <laughs> so I, I immediately looked at my wife. I was like, fucking baller <laughs> this weird london zordon is about to go kick some ass I was about to say like <laughs> arthur as like drugged out zordon right yeah has to be the funniest fucking Ada, give me teenagers with attitude <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Ranger, yeah we're gonna show them how we do it in birmingham <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I literally just came down after the end of that episode. So oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I know I've got a ways to go, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We, we, we've been watching it. We're, we're at the last episode and then Audrey and, and Hazel went on vacation. So like I have two weeks to wait until the last episode. Last episode is an hour 20. So they got a lot of shit to get through. And then it doesn't end because they're, they're finishing the entire series off with a movie, with a, with a movie, right? They're doing Deadwood uh, style. Yeah. So, Only they're actually planning it in advance, so it'll yes. seem way more cohesive. Yeah, I there's there's stuff that's that's really interesting throughout. There's some plot threads that I don't quite understand. Like I need a map. I need to go back and binge the rest of it so I can like remember. Maybe maybe that's what you do over the next two weeks. Like until they're back, yeah. you you put the pause on it. You double back and you start off. Tomorrow morning when you get or when you're done the podcast yeah. with the ring of the bell and a red right hand and fucking just start that digging song. through that shit. Oh, my. I know. God. I, fucking, I know. I fucking love that song. And they don't play it in the first two episodes. And I'm just like, where's the song? I know. <laughs> but the music they have chosen so far is super fucking good. That distorted guitar sound. Yes. That just yes. Like, I, I can't tell if they're they're taking a bow and like whacking a string with heavy distortion or if they're just plucking, but it's like, oh my God, everything about the show just it just grabs you. These are all terrible people, by the way. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. No, and no one's like, I want to be like the Peaky Blinders. I mean, unless you maybe have like a Punisher <laughs> sticker with a union jack inside of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's do they it's, do they have that bullshit? I don't know. I have not seen people with the haircut and the hat walking around at the rallies. So like, I don't, I don't I, know. Yeah. I, I, I hope the haircut is not an issue because <laughs> you don't have any razor blades in the brim of your, your baseball cap. Do you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to have to find out. Cause I, 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 I decided a little while back, it's going to be the summer of the bun. I'm, I'm bringing back the, the douchebag fuckboy man bun. Nice. Um, Take us so we'll see how, how right yeah <laughs> remember boys <laughs> god i fucking arthur's the best he's yeah. the absolute best yeah audrey was telling me she's like I, I don't give a shit about gangster stuff i don't care about like the italian mob stuff but for some reason the peaky blinders get her and i'm like i i understand that because like I don't know. I mean, I, I watch a lot of them. Like anytime there's another Scorsese mob movie, I'll watch that shit. But it's yeah. not like, I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't, it doesn't grab me. Like I'll watch it because I, I need something it's, while I'm working. But like for some reason, the, 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 the English style just grabs you or grabs me. for some it, it, Yeah, there's a, um, 
there's a movie I think you and I talked about it. It's got Tom Hardy stars in it where he plays both of the Cree brothers mm-hmm. who are the other gangsters who basically keep the, the mob out of out of England. Um, that is very good. But I think it's more of a it's a period piece. So yeah. you don't feel like the douchebags who were alive when you're alive getting away with bullshit that you're like, how the fuck did you? Cause like yeah, you yeah, set yeah. the thing in the twenties or the thirties and you're like, okay, no problem. I can get behind this. So it's like, all right, this totally makes it. This is why Bulwark empire is so good. Also Steve Buscemi, but yeah, Steve Buscemi. And, and the rest of that cast. Cause <laughs> when you remember that, Oh yeah, Steve Buscemi's fucking right hand toward the latter seasons is goddamn daredevil. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah. Like the, Maybe the that's pe- it. Maybe it's the period aspect. Yeah, I think it's the period piece because you are picking up a story of names that you might recognize, which make you feel like you are picking up in a part of history that you're like, oh, I know about that. You know, like I'm I'm using Boardwalk Empire as an example, but like when Lucky Luciano was suddenly shown up in the cast, it was like, I recognize that name. Yeah. Now I understand where we are with everything oh that's right fuck everything's connected yeah. and you're like okay and then capone shows up and you're like oh fuck okay <laughs> and you start to really kind of get invested in these people as people and it creates that very difficult part of your brain where you start to humanize and almost uh, have a bit of empathy for people like capone yeah and you're like I shouldn't fucking like this guy. He's awful. No, I know he's, he's awful. Yeah. History has taught me this man is awful. And I yet I see this. He did the bad thing. Right. And, I, right, and then I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, like, I think that's why the Godfather is so good versus like uh, whatever the fucking um, the more recent ones. Like maybe Scorsese's an outlier. I don't know. But like, yeah. It, it, it's why I watch Peaky Blinders over Sopranos and I'll, yeah. I enjoy Sopranos quite a lot, but for a very different reason. Like I've, I've never gotten in, like when Sopranos came out, everybody I knew was talking about it because, but we didn't have HBO. So we never bothered. Right. And now that we have Max, I, I asked Audrey, she was like, do you want to, I asked her like, do you want to try the Sopranos? And she was like, nah, have you? No, nah, I haven't. You should. It, it, like, it, the mob stuff is a backdrop for a way too tough guy coming to grips with all of his weaknesses and his inability to manage the most basic shit while also trying to pretend like he's a puppet dictator. <laughs> and that that grip of him having panic attacks and getting excited about ducks in his swimming pool and everything else like that. And literally like, being in a situation where he needs to call a hit on somebody and somebody's questioning his fucking uh, leadership and they're like, what are you soft? And he's literally in the middle of a panic attack and suddenly has this like tunnel vision and beats a guy mercilessly with a telephone, mm. like fucking literally like that, that classic like telephone yeah. hit somebody in the bell rings. Yeah, noise. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, stung. and then him doing you ever talk to me, motherfucker, stomp, stomp, and then like composes himself and we're like, T, you all right? And he's like, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right, it's fine, it's okay. Somebody get him a wet nap or something like that, go pay yeah. for his hospital bills, and like breaks off a grand in 20s and throws it on top of his lifeless body and yeah. then walks away. 
it's like <laughs> that that mix of trying to come to grips with who he is is super good because also he wants to be a good dad but also he sucks at being a dad yeah and it is such a fucking time capsule for the early 2000s you are going to absolutely relate to just the world that they're in because you're like oh fuck i remember that <laughs> they went to the sam goody shit <laughs> like go, going back and watching it because i watched it maybe like a year ago uh-huh. going back and watching it now in its completion really makes it good. And I'd argue like the first four seasons, especially are super fucking good, but the cast is killer. So I, I can highly recommend like after you go through the Peaky Blinders rewatch this way, that final um, episode will make fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should chip away at Sopranos. I really do. I think, I think you'd enjoy it. Cause it's also got a lot of stuff where you could do it as background noise. Cause a lot of it is just dialogue. Yeah. That that seems perfect. the The weird thing is, like, I I stopped watching all the the crime stuff, but like when it came to something like The Wire, The Wire just sucked me in right away. Oh, The Wire is so good. Did you see um, We Own the City? Not yet. Is it all done? It's it's all done. It's very short, and fuck, is it good? And it's true. I'll, I'll have to. It's all in. true story. I'll have to dig into that next. Yeah, that oh, that is boy. a you watch because oh, it boy. is it is. Almost like in some cases, it's almost difficult viewing, but also added bonus. There's a ton of people from the wire in it. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, there's another show that's on HBO that um, we're just going to be talking about HBO the entire time. Turns out the uh, Tokyo Vice, um, Rinko Kikuchi. It's about this and, it, and it, it's a familiar trope. White guy goes to Japan, does all this stuff. But it's a it's a reporter who gets. Um, entrenched in like the yakuza culture there oh okay i've seen ads for it i haven't watched it yet but i know rinko kikuchi is in it and ken watanabe are both in it so like i'm there okay i'm there i i what would i know rinko from she was mako mori oh okay and that, she was all right and she was in westworld uh where they did the the like the the Koto Japanese version of uh, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. No, that's Gavin, right. Like sawing that dude's face. Yeah, what was that? Was that third face? season? Was uh, that third season or second season? Third, I think third season. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's when they were in Japantown and she was yeah. just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ain't got no chin. I ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah, I was like, I recognize the fucking name, but I cannot put a, a, a face to it. And okay, yeah, yeah I was like, because I watch Ken Watanabe in anything. So yeah. it had yeah, her, okay, and it had him and some random white dude. I'm good. Like, I don't care about I, him. I don't, I will watch I don't really need, frankly, I don't even really need a plot. I just <laughs> need to know that, like, <laughs> my only other question, and now I'm, I'm feeling like a shithead but asking, but is it a... U.S. series just based in Tokyo? I I don't know. It's on HBO Max and it's it's new. So like I don't know the production, but I think except for the white guy, everyone is Japanese. Right. Okay. So I'm assuming it was like a Japanese production. Cool. Or like no, that's a, rad. Or like a simulcast, or like however HBO works it out. But. More more just trying to kind of understand background at this point and kind of have an idea what I'm getting into. But I, yeah. honestly, I'll like all things. I don't really need a trailer. I'm good. Like you, you've you've dangled enough carrot that I'm like, fuck it. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. 
I'm I'm in I'm like I'm I'm just we're just gonna talk about TV because what I've been geeking on is I just started Obi Wan. I started episode okay. one. Yes. Before we got on here. I, I wonder why you texted me that. Yeah. So that's why I was like, huh? <laughs> uh I think I like Star Wars when it's weird as shit. And I love the giant space manta ray sushi where like Obi-Wan's job is to just slice his sushi like giant right. space right. Yeah. sushi it, very it, cleanly and nice. right. Yeah. So, so someone <laughs> Watch Pacific Rim. Yeah. And want, you know, that Ron Perlman's on to something. Yeah, yeah. We need we need more of that. Which in our Star Wars. Right, but here's the question that I have. What fucking creature is that? Yeah. Because it has to be fresh for them to be able to cut the meat off of it, but it's fucking big enough that you can work in its skeleton. Right. They're working through its skeleton. So like what fucking creature is that? How have we never seen that before? <laughs> and where the fuck does that thing live? Yeah. Well, the other thing is like where I I think I think it might be a thing where you you ferment the meat. Like you let it stay out in the sun and and get nice and and fermented and maybe it's, it's a delicacy. But like where is all this shit in all the other movies? Like I don't know. I I I saw that and I was like this is this is good Star Wars where it's just like fucking weird and it doesn't well, yeah, make any goddamn sense. Right, because it answers the question like, what the fuck was he doing? Where did he get any money to do anything? Because yeah. fucking Jedi are poor. Like, yeah. yeah. And I was always under the impression that he seems kind of shifty yeah. and a little clever that the idea of robbing people who are rich and or the Empire wouldn't bother him. So he'd just be a thief. Yeah. And just use the force to just <laughs> trick people into steal shit. Right. Like, yeah, not not overdo it, but have a nice little bit of pocket change for himself. Yeah. Have someone else always buy him a drink like it, just clever ways to handle everything. Does does the meat packing? Do they ever get back to it? Like, do we see the like more meat getting cut out of the creature throughout the series? Or is that all we see of it? I think you're going to get through episode two. Uh, still having a bit of that because mm. uh, it to me it looked like a, a giant space manta ray that was on its side right yeah so something like that so that right. that made right. me feel like it would right. kind of like float right does it sand. does it right but does it move through the sand does it move through jesus christ the sky mm. like because aren't there space whales in one of the cartoons? Yeah, in the um, in the episode toward the end of Clone Wars, you get the um, like the defective clones, space whales. Yeah, yeah. I maybe it does both. Maybe it like it it sleeps in the sand and, and then hides and then the sand. burrows and then and then when it's time to come and then out. the job was run up, <laughs> bang, and just fucking. I love the Jawa dude. The oh, Jawa trader. that's going to get so much good. <laughs> you, yeah. I was very, I, I was very pleased with that. And I, yes. uh, I was like, I could watch a show of right. the Jawas just right. going on their trade runs. And then I could watch a show of processing fucking space meat. Uh, yeah. I, I, we've talked about this before. A star Wars cooking show, a star Wars cooking show. I fucking honestly pawn stars, but it's just Jawas. Yes. 
Yes, I was thinking the exact same fucking thing when he showed up. I was like, there, there's something here. Like, there's absolutely something here. The idea that everyone walks, like, my favorite part would be everyone walks in, has a conversation. They all understand the Jawas. We don't. And when they do subtitles, it just says incoherent noises. (laughs) We never know. They do the interviews and everything else like that. We just pick up on context. Yeah. That's, I think that's actually what I really want is a, <laughs> is a anthology series set in the star Wars universe with like an episode of that, like an episode of we, like star Wars we, chopper. An episode right, of, we, we've talked about this before yeah. where we wanted to do a nature show. Yeah. A nature show, uh, a, a, a food processing show. Also like, is that the, is that how you eat it? Or does that get sent off to like a fancy restaurant? And then they they process it right because we've never seen a fancy restaurant in Tatooine right so because because we don't know how big like are there giant cities on Tatooine that we yeah. just haven't seen yet yeah like and, is Moss Eisley the biggest city that's there how does any of that work yeah and then I saw that um, Obi Wan has a, a similar similar food thing that like inflates like Ray did on Jakku yeah. right right so, right. Like, is that shitty food or do, did he get like a different quality? Like, are there different qualities of inflatable? I assume food? there's different qualities, but it's not sort of the technology has been around for that long. Yeah. So like there's, there's a lot of world stuff in there that I yeah, like, cause I don't like, give what, a shit about this. And then what they I started it and I was like, I kind of give a shit about this. Right. Cause like what I've noticed when it comes to the star Wars universe, at least for the most part is there's very little to no TV right. anywhere. No, no entertainment, no entertainment whatsoever. Hang Except on, for the that's bar. like and Jawa's barge when they did that recut. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. They got music and they got dancing. But other than um, when Obi Wan, I think, is on Coruscant and he goes to visit his buddy, the forearmed guy who runs the diner. Hey. It's the only right. It's one of the few times you ever see food, like real food kind of highlight or at least the idea of real food like they're just being greasy spoons that people go into and then what the fuck does that menu look like yeah yeah like how does that even work <laughs> or do you always do you can you only get the chef special <laughs> right that yeah right that, we're, we're back to my my favorite fucking uh food truck and meme on the internet where the guy's like, what is it? $1 grilled cheese. It's government <laughs> bread. It's government butter. It's American cheese. You give me $5, you're getting five sandwiches. <laughs> like just. Yes. It's just, it just literally, it's like the name of the place is just called portions. And that's where that, that yeah. guy, yeah, that's where, <laughs> that's where Simon Pegg gets the, gets the line from. Portion. One portion. One portion. Yes. Well, we know they have toys because Obi-Wan buys a toy. To give to the boy. So they have right. toys. Right. They don't have shows, but they have toys at least. They have toys, right. Which means, how do you get the idea for the toys? And who is I mean, I know the answer to this. It's well, a fucking right, right. spaceship yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that people actually have. So Everybody loves spaceships. Like, everybody loves right, spaceships. Right, right, right. But, right. like, are there toy makers? And if so, like, you know, are there toy make is Tashi station is Tashi station like Akihabara where they have all the fancy toys and stuff and you I, can get parts for your souped up choppers and shit. Somehow I really doubt that though, because wasn't Luke only talking about like getting evaporator parts or something like that. 
Yeah. Well, hanging out with his his friends at Tashi Station. Like, oh, what friends? What what friends? <laughs> what friends? I'll have you know, in the audio reenactment of the first Star Wars movie, he actually has a whole bunch of friends, and it's uh, it's Mark Hamill. And so, like, he's doing the acting with a whole bunch of like, there's, I think it's. Is it Wedge or something like that? I don't oh, know. Wedge and... Oh, because that's like, where Wedge is from. There's okay. a whole... That's a whole right. Yeah, yeah. out in Tashi Station. Okay. A whole section of it. And I was like... That's right. I forgot he knows Wedge. Yeah. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Why was this never filmed? Um, But they did like a BBC radio drama. And like part of it was like... It was more whiny Luke. But we had more of a backstory. Right. See, that's... Right. <sighs> I have no interest in Luke being like Anakin. None. Ever. <laughs> in anything. Like, honestly, even him in Jedi trying to be cool, he sucks. Yeah. Our OG 70s and 80s Luke couldn't still be cool. Mark Hamill seems like a fucking delightful human being. Oh, yeah. I'd never let his margarita glass go empty if he were in my presence. Yes. I would sing his praise. He's not cool. Yeah, like he's cool now being Mark Hamill, but yeah. Luke Skywalker has has never and will never be cool. I kind of agree with that. And he I, gr- he yeah. dresses like a fucking youth leader at a Christian Bible camp. Like his version of cool is a black button down. Like yeah. he's with the Mandarin collar thing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. He put on like a shitty version of like Lando's cape. He's cosplaying yeah. as a cool guy. <laughs> oh, man. I, he, so, it, yeah. yeah. He, he dresses like a Mater D when he wants to be fucking cool. Like Luke yeah. is not cool. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think I think a lot of the Tatooine stuff that they put in there, I liked it. I'm, I was like, I think I'm bored with Tatooine. And then we saw all this other stuff and I'm like, I'm suddenly not bored with Tatooine. Right. And um, the the Leia stuff on Alderaan, we've never seen Alderaan before. Uh, like, I know, I know. And uh, how fucking good is Leia? Because so good. Give it time. You are if you haven't fallen in love, you are going to fall in yeah. love. Well, I love her dressing down her cousin like bitch. Adults are talking. Get the fuck out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can think for myself. You can only think you like your daddy because uh, you're afraid because you're a little bitch. Yeah. The. It's, it, the the sassiness in her uh, uh even compared to your own little one is like yeah. ah <laughs> i see that i recognize that very much yeah and i love that organa is a meathead like a bail organa is like a, a gearhead because he was like what'd you see oh i saw this freighter and i saw this thing going off and i saw this thing and he was like right. they're probably hunting pirates she said ah, that's I said. Right. It, it, right. Seeing Jimmy Smith's be a dad is yeah. fucking great because he's the most dad dad because he's like, uh, we have uh, trade regulations and everything else like that. It's a monster truck outside. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck. There is nothing. I, I can't think of a time when I have seen Jimmy Smith's in something that I haven't loved him in. Yeah. He's like been good he, in a lot of shit. That that is a guy who every time I see him in the role, I have enjoyed his performance and also his character. Yeah, he was really good in Dexter. Was, in what? In Dexter, he was kind of freaky in Dexter. But he yeah. was great. He was great in that. Yeah. He was outstanding in Sons of Anarchy. He managed to pull those fucking latter seasons out of the goddamn gutter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the Alderon stuff was great. Um, the, uh, the three, 
the three uh, kidnappers running after her. That's when they lost me. I was like, you motherfuckers can't run in a forest to catch a little girl. No. <clears throat> no. They're spaceport bitches. <laughs> I guess so. They're, they're spaceport <laughs> bitches. They don't understand the forest. They, they were not running well. And I just no. saw them falling down. I was like, she's right there. And they're just right. But <laughs> like we, we have watched Home Alone. The idea, <laughs> the wet bandits, quite literally, their job was to rob houses. And even then, they managed to have trouble running up a flight of stairs. Yeah, I, I guess that is the point, because like later in the like at the tail end of the episode, they're like kidnapping kids. That's that's fucked up. We shouldn't be doing this. So I guess I guess that kind of. You know, right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not. They're, used to they're desperate. Yeah. And they're going to take whatever paying gig they can get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I loved her little robot. Uh, batteries not included. Yes. Thing. Fuck. Thank you for getting the proper reference for that. Yeah. That thing's goddamn adorable. And they great. need to make toys of that shit. They need yep. to make model kits of that shit. Yep. The, the, the Facebook, the BB-8 Facebook page needs to start, you know, doing models of that shit. Yes. Fuck yeah. Adorable. I the, the only thing I want to figure out is how somebody hooks a drone up to that. Like one of the little drones inside. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this way it actually flies. God, it's so it's so cute. Um, it got smashed. Does it come back? Does she get to repair it? Do you want me to start giving away all of this stuff? I, I don't give a shit. Like I know yes. everyone's gonna live, and I know Leia's gonna live. But right, like, fair enough. I get that. Um, yes, it, it, it does come back. Yay. Yes, a little yeah. robot boy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you will also be excited coming up for. Uh, a cameo from uh, Straight Outta Compton. Oh, and okay. a cameo from Game of Thrones. Okay. Well, I like Sung Kang as uh, the fifth brother. Yes. I, I was like, why do I recognize his voice? Uh huh. Uh huh. I looked it up and I was like, it's fucking right. <laughs> yeah. And, and making sure, because you notice he hasn't caught any real heat, at least near as I can tell from the internet. And why? Like I was talking about the other week. Tricorder hat, colonial shit. Yes. Made white people comfortable. Yes. Second, we see the tricorder hat, we're like, you know, maybe that guy's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but like the already episode one, him and Reva and the Grand Inquisitor, they're giving me a lot. They're giving me a lot to work with. There, yes. There's like, there's backstory there. Yep. Reva's got out. Big ass chip on her fucking shoulder. You're going to get so much backstory. It's going to be fucking rad. You were going to be excited about it. Yeah. Like I, I'm excited. The and the the way it opened, they cut together those movies and they made it look amazing. I, and and this show will continue as I have been watching to hopefully settle some of the more aggressive of our group who hate the prequels just so <laughs> to get them to settle down just a little fucking bit. i mean i i don't like the prequels and i saw that in that opening segment and i was like maybe i like the prequels <laughs> like holy shit well jamie welcome to how i've always viewed the prequels that recap i was like fuck yeah they got that 100 percent right yeah. Nicole looks at me she's like that looked really good. And I was like, you're damn right it did. You're damn right it did. They, they cut out a lot of the bullshit. They just I know. It was the best part. I know. <laughs> I, I get it. But like sometimes you need a little four. I watched way too many seasons <laughs> of fucking West Wing. I did the walk and talks 
I understand what it's like to build a little fucking foreplay. I'm sorry that the audience now can't handle a little fucking (laughs) women before we fuck. It's not my fault. Yeah, I I was I was excited. I was I was impressed more than anything. I saw this recap and I was like, damn, I want to know more about that Jedi lady in the beginning who was teaching them Jedi Kung Fu. Yeah, I, I hope we get more of that. Yeah. I also noticed something about the the way the Jedi move in that opening scene. It's very flashy. It is inefficient as hell. If you're well, trying yeah. to save a motherfucker, like every time you do the flippy do, you open yourself, bang, you know? Yeah. And that's how they get got. And I was like, y'all should have a shield. like, <laughs> Or like, clearly they don't have the technology for shield. A shield or, or, or why you're doing this. Move a motherfucker. Like grab 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 a stormtrooper or, or grab a clone trooper, hold him up as a body, as a shield, and you run out the door with him. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Gotta remember, clone troopers, not droids anymore. So oh, that's there's, true. there's 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 some meat. <laughs> yeah, there there's quite literally some some wetter pieces going on there. So but yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, no. But I did like I did like that we got some younglings. I did. I did like that we got some younglings escaping. Uh, it's pretty clear to me that some of those younglings grew up to be the haters um, because they're Jedi as well. Um, so, but they're not Sith, which is interesting because, like the the Sith, there there can only be two or whatever. Yeah, but not being Sith and being part of the Empire are two very different yeah. things. Well, like, like we we know they're Jedi, and I I have always assumed that like Jedi could. The way the way they've talked about the force throughout the 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 prequels and the sequels is that like um, you can sort of kind of see the future if you're really in tune with it. And then you can if you can see the future, you can kind of tell when other Jedi are close. But I guess that's not true because like the Inquisitors have to just yell at people like, where's the Jedi? Well, they're they're not really Jedi and they're not trained in the same sense of being on like because I always wondered if that's a what side of the force are you on? Mm -hmm. Is that a respect of culture? Is that a bonding of past history? Because obviously talking to the dead becomes kind of a thing. So like are are the are you know the late Jedi what bonds all of the current ones and helps them kind of push through situations and and like I never really understood that, but like, yeah, there's, there's no like Highlander rules when it comes to (laughs) being force sensitive. And I think that might be what you're looking for. That, that, yeah. Where you're like, yeah, look, the fucking Kurgan could find (laughs) McLeod anywhere. Like fucking, he goes to get a burger is like, Highlander, Highlander. (laughs) No pickles on that. Highlander. And fucking Ramirez with his Scottish right, accent. Right, yes. The, the Scottish Spaniard. Hello. <laughs> My name is Ramirez. Hello, McLeod. <laughs> like, all right. Sure. You know what? Your brother James to Bond. A fight. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Right. And, and then McLeod trying to like whisper, act his way through everything. <laughs> I can't swim. You understand that I can't swim? Well, what over the end, yo? Stuck quicker then. Well, now, my cloud, look who this little lass is. Isn't this nice? Like, <laughs> 
Um, and, but yeah, and then I, fucking uh, Mr. Krabs <laughs> comes fucking Kool Aid Man in his way to the side of his castle and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why people had a problem with this series. I mean, it it ends tomorrow, so I it it's fun so far. You, Maybe it gets humor in the middle. You know of it. why? You I know mean, why? I know why. You know why? I know why. Because people want to, the complaints I've heard are the obvious racist as fuck ones, and I'm going to ignore all of those. Yeah. Uh, two of our our closer friends have complained about uh, the sets looking and feeling cheap. I haven't noticed any of that because they are. But it's a TV show. Yeah, I understand. I I understand yeah. that this is not the movie, and I I think it's unfair to expect that. And I think also. If you're going to start churning out more of these at a quicker clip to keep people interested, not everything is going to be the first season of the fucking Mandalorian. Yeah. They, they, they have the, the, I forgot the volume. That's what they call it. They have the volume so they can get away with a lot of stuff. And then the built built sets they can cheap out on. So like, fuck it. Uh, Do you want, uh, do you want a show or do you want to complain? I, this (laughs) is, this has always been my argue. I'm always here. More Star Wars is always good Star Wars. Like I'm, sure. I'm here for all of it. I'll take it all in. Whether I watch it a second time is maybe the question, but yeah. there's going to be a fan of it. They're going to fucking love it. And one Star Wars fan is going to beget another Star Wars fan. And generationally, we're going to continue to show it to our kids. And that's rad. And that's how you continue to get rad stuff. Yeah. Quit fucking complaining. Although having said that, uh-huh. I will complain about the Andor series, the Andor series coming up. Cassian Andor. Um, he is he, the exact wrong person to to from from the whole Rogue One thing. He is the worst person. We had we had our gay space dads right there. Time. Do we get K2SO? Oh, that's a good question. Because if we get the rest of the people around, then there's a better than odds chance that. This will be a the lead isn't all that interesting, and everyone else is mm. fucking great. I and see, we now, have now all I'm enjoyed back. shows that are now like that. Now I'm back, the, Brandon. Now right. I'm back. It's yeah, like yeah. Now now I'm back. Now I'm back. Right. If we get our gay space dads in there, give Donnie Yen a check. God give, damn it. You can afford he doesn't Donnie even Yen have to money. show up. You can George afford Lucas. Donnie Yen money. <laughs> Honestly, Donnie Yen should just be sending him Trade Federation videos yeah. and his PayPal account. Yeah. And just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll stop sending these requests when I feel like you've paid enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I, now I'm into it because, see, right. Because of all of, like, I feel like Cassie and Andor had a great arc. He starts right. out as a dickhead, and at the end of it, he's like, okay, maybe I won't shoot some dude. Right. But, like, we don't know if, He's always been that reluctant hero. And we just happened to catch him at the beginning of a bad situation. Fuck, we brought Han back. Han was grizzled and grumpy as fuck. And then by the end, he's like, God damn it, I miss my kid. And you're kind of all right. And Chewie's right. You're a fucking <laughs> sweetheart. And I hate everything. God damn it, I miss my wife. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, <laughs> like, he is the most reluctant. Like, <laughs> that's true. God damn it. Like, I swear to God, I took the fuzzy dice off the Falcon. I stopped drinking six months ago and I haven't gambled in a month. Like, just take me back. Call me. Leia. Leia, call me. <laughs> Leia, I miss our son. Call me. <laughs> Oh man. Like, yeah, because like if, if we all can gather behind 
you know, who's scruffy looking worst space dad managed to kickstart an entire new Darth Vader. And we're like, Han Solo, that's right. Let's do this thing. <laughs> and like, if Chewie can love him and K2SO can love him, then that's good enough for me. Cause that's essentially what you did. Yeah. K2SO is just sassy Chewbacca, which is real impressive because Chewbacca is real sassy. That's true. We just don't understand him. Yeah. I, I like this idea. If we get, the some of the other cast members and they'll right. probably manage to make all the the other cast pretty interesting too right like, right we I can dig it. i dig it plus we get other parts of the fucking galaxy and potentially no skywalkers please please i i'm also excited about taika taking over and, and starting a new series because he he did mention the same thing he was like well i wouldn't do this if i had to do more skywalker stuff so i'm just gonna go on and, and make something new, <laughs> make some new star Wars, make some new star Wars. Right. We, we have plenty of world, we have plenty of world building. We can do this. Yeah. And we need, and I believe that, uh, Taika Waititi will put some weird shit in it and we need more weird shit in star Wars because star Wars is great. When you have space sushi, a big space whale, and your job is to cut it into pieces. I'm there because that's some weird shit. That's some weird space shit. By the way, I don't know why this just popped into my brain, but I'd really like for someone to who's part of the Star Wars team to create a mobile game where you are General Grievous and you are searching through where's Waldo style photos ah! looking for Kenobi. So this way, when you find him and you circle him on the map, he goes, Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Kenobi? <laughs> just, yeah. And it's worse because Waldo has red and white stripes. Kenobi is just shades of beige. Right, right. <laughs> he's, he's shades of beige. Right. But like, you know, he's going to be like casually looking back, like glinting that beard at him or whatever it is. We'll, we'll get like uh, getting Tartakovsky to do the uh, to do the art. So it looks like <laughs> the original Clone Wars stuff. So it'll look super fucking stylized and clean and great looking. Yeah. Yeah, and we just oh, do man. a whole because then you can add all sorts of fun shit and yeah. like different planets they've been on and different backgrounds. And you can do big art, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right. How good would that be? Shit, man. Ah, uh, I, I want that now. Right, just a just a simple game, just a children's game. Right, where you're where you're pinching and scrolling, just pinching and scrolling, just trying to find him. Kenobi. <laughs> and then you could do other rounds where it's like find nine Jawas, and you're like, all right, and then you fucking start right, right. You could use the same maps over and over again and discover new shit. God damn it. This is the oh. easiest thing to do. What about those like uh those little the 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 droids? Yes. The, yes. the little box droids. Yes, the, the little truck. RC car ones. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Find the yes. RC car. Find the little one. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Oh. And then they could just update it with new art every so often and then switch it through. And then it can be a speed round thing where they move them around or they rotate the image. <laughs> or they Because mm, mm. if you make a digital art, you can fucking crop Kenobi in fucking anywhere yes. and do it in multiple layers so you can switch some shit around. There, there's a game like that. Um, so two dots or dots. It's I guess it's just called dots, whatever. But at at every tenth level or something like that, there's a mural of stuff, 
and they give you like objects that you have to find. And so you go through and you have to pick on it. Right. And a lot of it's interactive. So like there are things on the on the on the illustration that if you click on it, they'll like shake or they'll move. Right. This is perfect. Right. 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 Like you could find different sabers. You could well, you find, can find different, different sabers. Toys. I mean, you could do it the opposite way and make it an Obi-Wan game where when you find General Grievous, he <laughs> then says, Kenobi. Because that's Kenobi. really all, that's all I want is <laughs> just some sort of thing where you find someone and then Grievous gets fucking excited and says, Kenobi. Kenobi. Right. <laughs> heavy breathing. Like, yeah, Kenobi. I got a weird soft spot for General Grievous. I don't know why. I think he's just, I think he's a cool character. The design is great. The design's rad. He's like, grumpy all the it, time. Yeah, he, he's grumpy and reluctant and weird. It has like some sort of odd backstory. And then he reminds me of some sort of horror monster. Because, yeah. like, he very much could do a goddamn, I'm telling you right now, man, a, a goddamn Jedi horror film. Yes. 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 Where the Jedi have to hunt other Jedi because one of them has decided that they're going to start hunting people. They can make noises from nowhere. Yeah. They can shift in and out of things. <laughs> they can move like the fucking wind. They can yeah. kick all the lights off. And then the last thing the victim sees before they go is the lightsaber fire up. <laughs> right. And then what? May the force be with you? What yeah. do they say? I, like, I love this idea because then... Because that uh, that sound of the the laser of the lightsaber open is iconic, and if that becomes a horror trigger, that'll fuck you up, right? Because like we've also learned that they can plunge it through doors and shit like that. So like, how do you stop a Jedi? How do you stop a Jedi who's decided, fuck it, all y'all bitches are dying? Right, right. Like just just starts hunting random kids. Yeah, I think. Uh, Star Wars needs to do more stuff that's outside of the box. Right, because the idea of one bad Jedi over the years yeah. who decides that they're done doing the right thing and they're not interested in the Empire of the Sith. Yeah. They just, just want to fucking swing that blade. Because what has it gotten them? Nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. They right. don't take a vow of poverty, but they take a vow of poverty. It hasn't gotten him anything. It hasn't right. made his life any easier. Right. It hasn't made them any right. safer. That, that, can, that can be the final thing where they go yeah. taking out somebody or whatever it is and they, they get into the whole thing. A vow of celibacy, a vow of poverty, a vow of, of no friends, a vow of nothing but the Jedi Order and the Jedi Way without any sort of no thought or consequence, no attachment to anyone or anything, no way to love. Could you imagine living in a world where you have to protect it but not able to love it in any way, shape, or form? Just loosely appreciate its beauty from afar? Yeah, that would turn somebody. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't take much. And it's not even a Sith thing. It's just this, this Jedi has, it's done. Fucking right. done. Right. Honestly, we can Star have them done. Have them hunt somebody who's like part of the Jedi Council at the time or something like that. Like before Sam Jackson's there, like we said it pre-prequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. and we just have like a bunch of the same people there, but there's one person who finds that this Jedi has a lover or something like that, and they decide to like exile them to another planet, and they end up dying because of the environment out there, and this person finds out, and it's like then you have to die. Yep. You you have to die. Yep. 
and just starts taking out fucking council members or something yeah. like that. And they think it's political and come to find out it is uh -oh. very much anything yeah. but. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I like that because and they should do it because there's no way they're going to please anybody. No, Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. People who have who love Star Wars hate Star Wars. Like they're not going to please anybody. So you might as well do some weird shit. Yeah, might as well. May as well. Let's get I weird with it. Like they they leaned into it. They're like, oh, the fans don't like the sequels. Let's do what they want. They did what they want. And everybody hates that movie. Yeah, because everybody. you should never give nerds what they ask for. Yeah. The the nerds who hated the 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 sequels hate that movie. Right. People who love the sequels hate that movie. Right. So you're not gonna please anyone. Just no. make weird shit. Just yeah. make weird shit. Like that. Trust me. Yeah, good good shit is good regardless of the fan and uh, regardless of the fan feedback. Trust me. Yeah, I I think they should just make weird shit. I love the idea yep. of a horror Star Wars. You and I keep coming back to this anthology series with the like the weirdest yep. shit. I just yep we we get way the fuck out into it. Yeah, every time I'm worried about Star Wars, we always manage to make it exciting again. <laughs> um. Yeah, Only a mostly racist allegory about war, Jamie. How bad can it be? <laughs> Keep fucking up. Keep fucking up. <laughs> fucking up. And that's all right. Let's I'm, fucking wrap this thing. Yeah, I'm. You did mention about uh, Sun Kang getting no heat, and I have not seen any heat on Sun Kang at all. And I'm. It's the hat. It's the tricorner. Oh yeah, it's a tricorner hat. Yeah, tricorner like. Hat. <laughs> Little bit of colonialism goes a long way. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all we, right, we see some Paul Revere shit, and all of a sudden we're like, you know, I like the hang on a second, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm gonna back. I was about to write a strongly worded tweet, but I'm actually deleting these characters. How about that? Uh, At George Lucas, nice hat, nice hat, sir. <laughs> Um, all right, Brandon, where can people find you? On Instagram at that guy Chalmers Jamie Naguchi. Where can they find you? On tattooing, cutting up some motherfucking space sushi. God damn right. <laughs> uh, Tuna sandbar. Yeah. Tuna sandbar. Uh Jamie Naguchi on Instagram, Angry Zen Master on Twitter, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Be excellent to each other. Do something nice for somebody. Let's go, Brandon. No. <laughs> I see your sign. <laughs>